Welcome to Business Magic with Maggie Gila, making your business feel and work like magic for you and those you want to impact. Turns out you don't need a wand, you need a strategy. You're listening to a series I did called The Strategy Sleepover, where I invited some of my past micro-launch students and mastermind clients to talk about how they have simplified their businesses. If you're interested in learning more about the micro-launch method, my flagship course on how to market and sell your offers in three weeks or less, go to maggiegill.com slash micro-launch. Now, on to the episode. Hey everyone, Maggie here, and I'm super excited to be here today with the Daring to be Visible panel. Visibility is something that gets thrown around a lot, right? Do you want to get more clients? Do you want to make more sales? Do you want to sell more of your course? You need to be visible. But what does that look like, like in reality? And how do you figure out how to get visible in a way that aligns with your strengths and personality and doesn't drive you into burnout, overwhelm, and drive you crazy. So I'm super excited to have here Vivian Aqua and Amanda Freeman today. Vivian, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, definitely. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua, and I call myself the Inclusive Workplace Wellness Coach, where I support managers to build environments that are inclusive. So amplifying diversity, equity, and inclusion, that's my jam. Love it. Amanda? Um, yep, I'm Amanda. I'm a Reiki master teacher, but I'm also a um, mentor and coach for women in business, uh, working with the energy and the inspired action that, um, yeah, gets us to where we need to be. I love that. And um, I think that both of you are so interesting with how you approach visibility. So I want to start the conversation with what does being visible for your business mean to you? Vivian? Yeah. Being visible means that I have to sometimes bungee jump out of my comfort zone. Um, Let's say that I'm an intro ambivert. And being visible also means that I can use my platform to be able to speak up. Am I comfortable always doing that? No, that's an honest confession that I can make. But to be able to do what I need to do to build my legacy, to build that inclusive future for my son... I am putting my, you know, my 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 fears and all the other uh, yuckiness away because I'm on a mission, and that's what visibility means for me. And what kind of when you talk about fears, Vivian, what kind of mm-hmm. fears come up for you? <laughs> do you, Do you have time? Imposter syndrome. Uh, who's going to listen to me? Am I the right person? Who am I thinking? What am I thinking? I have a different background, etc., etc., etc. But I know myself and I know me and I know my values and I know what I want to do to build that inclusive you know, world for my son and the next generation. So I put them aside. I park them. I, you know, I put them in the BS room uh, because my, my, my mission is much more important than me dealing with my imposter syndrome. Love that. Amanda, how about you? What does visibility mean to you as a business owner? Mm. I resonate with so much of what Vivian just shared. Um, for me, I think it is coming out like as a, with my work, I love the doing. I was sharing before we hit recording, like I just want to be holding space. I just want to be helping people with their transformations. And if, you know, they people can just find me, that would be just so perfect. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. We literally do have to put ourselves out there. So for me, yeah, visibility, I, I kind of have looked at it in a similar way in that, for people to find this work, 
I have to show up and that means showing up in social media and that means showing up in ways that normally, you know, if I never had to do it, I'd probably be okay. Um, so definitely a lot of discomfort um, in in often creating that visibility. I'm a, a long way from where I was, but again, like Vivian, I, I really do try to think, well, if I'm not showing up, then that's less people that I get to work with and support and move through those transformations. And that's, you know, that's my purpose is to help women and that's what I'm here for. So if that means I have to be visible, then I'm going to do my best. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And I think it's, I want to touch on something you've, you mentioned it a couple of times. Like I feel that we end up using almost euphemisms for marketing, putting yourself out there, showing up, getting visible. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all marketing. How do you see, do you see differences between these phrases? It helps to rename certain aspects because the, the association that I have, uh, when I look at the word marketing, I think of Mad Men, which isn't a positive association that I have. I look at the sleazy sales guy or the sleazy saleswoman, uh, the, the person who you know stands in front of the door selling you something or selling you a subscription. Um, but I've made it my own to look at the words different. Words have an impact, especially in the domain that I'm working with. I and very sensitive of what kind of words I can use to attract, to get that visibility, but also to look at marketing with a different lens. How about you, Amanda? Any thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, coming from when I first started my business, I was working purely with anyone and everyone in the healing space. And you know, in the healing industry, even selling your work, even charging for healing, you know, is such a, a a huge boulder to climb. Like, you know, I spent probably the first five years justifying why I pay, why people had to pay me, even though I was renting a space, having to pay insurance, you know, um, having all the bills that any normal business has. But my, that community very much has that belief that, you know, charging for your work is, you know, is wrong. And so marketing is amplifying that. And so you can see that you come with this inbuilt bias of not only is it not okay to charge for your work, but you want to tell people how good you are. (laughs) You want to tell people how amazing your work is. You're just, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, for me, marketing was really, really hard for that reason because I, I also had it through that lens of what I'd been taught in is that selling yourself is bad, charging for your work is bad. Um, and so I really had to find a way to look at it that was like, no, the more I share, the more impact I can have. And I, I kind of took it out of that, um, as Vivian said, that lens of the sale or the, yeah. the whatever, yeah. because it's not what I'm about anyway. Um, but it is a part of being in business. Otherwise I just have a hobby. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a really, you've touched on something really important right now. This, you're not supposed to show off. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to tell people you're good at what you do or people are paying you or that you have clients. You're, you're kind of supposed to do this all secretly and not tell anyone and still be amazing and still make that money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel it's almost like um, mission impossible. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's it's it's, it's yeah. a, a cultural upbringing thing, it's a society yes. thing. I think especially women who are you know be yeah. a good girl, don't yeah. talk too much. 
Do you know what? I was sharing this today because in my group we have Money Energy Wednesday, so I invite them to come with any money blocks or stories that are going on this week. Um, And that was what I was sharing today was that I have never heard a man in any of the business groups I've been in with men say, I'm struggling with charging for my offer. Not once, like, albeit I am mostly in groups with women these days, but I've never rocked up. I never rocked up to your B&I meeting where I I listen to all the men say the things. and, And so I think you're right. Culturally, as women, we are told, you know, be nice, do it for the love, you know, like like when you're a mother, you know, you don't do that, for, do it for the love. Well, that is supposed to somehow often transfer into your work, just do it for the love. Yeah, It's, see, it's really quite bizarre. I mm. see the similarity in the way that my son is being raised or the way that I'm raising my son, but also the, the fearlessness. He mm. is a firm negotiator. I'm learning <laughs> so much from him as in, you know, when we say no and then he goes, yes, but can I do this? Or can I have a little bit of this? Can I have a little bit of that? I would have never, my parents blocked me from having these negotiation conversations because it was not woman-like, it was not girl-like, it was not, you know, Ghanaian-like. And there were so many, it was not, that was blocking me, not realizing that these little seeds that we plant in people, that we plant in our kids are, you know, growing and growing and blocking some, some of our, uh, blocking us from achieving greatness. Mm. I'm actually, sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional here because I, you were talking about, uh, you know, your culture. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, yeah. love her. She's passed away on our wedding, on my wedding day. Actually, these are my wedding earrings. So, um, <laughs> it's a nice coincidence. Aww. On my wedding day, she looked at me with tears in her eyes and said, I'm so glad that you married well. Yeah. And I was just oh. like, <laughs> I speak four languages. I have a master's degree and yeah. thanks. But that it's just, it's, and she meant very, very well. Like she was genuinely happy for me. Ironically now, a couple of, you know, a couple of years later, I'm the breadwinner of the family, <laughs> which is really nice, but it's, it's a cultural thing and it's not, you know, it wasn't her fault. She didn't mean it well, but it's just an example of culturally. Mm. And depending on what background you're from as well, this is going to impact you. That's why we need to flip the script. That's why we need to redesign our mindset, but also redesign certain values of you going for your business. Even when it's a side hustle or you treat it like a side hustle, you shouldn't treat it like a baby. You should treat it like an adult so that people see you as an adult, see you as that professional, see you as the expert that I know all of you are. And I think like language is really important here. Like, don't yeah. call it a side hustle. Don't call yeah, it your baby true. business, your little true. business. I've heard people say like, no, it's just, yeah. is it your business or not? Yeah. Right. True. There's a um, a phrase or a word in Dutch. Uh, so the Dutch like to make things smaller. Who gaat het met je bedrijfje? Like, how's yeah. it going with your little business? business? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're getting a bit off track here. I want to bring it back to visibility. <laughs> Although this is a really, really important thing. So I know both of you, for both of you, you've said like, you know, if you didn't have to be visible, you probably wouldn't do it. Like if all the clients would come to you and throw money at you, you probably wouldn't do the marketing stuff, right? But it doesn't work like that. Doesn't Even work like that. Beyonce does marketing. So yeah. <laughs> and she does a lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what we've talked a little bit about the fears, right? What benefits have you received from 
moving past those fears and past your discomfort zone into daring to be visible. Mm-hmm. You want me to start first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I shared recently. So um, last year, I made a huge leap to professionalize my my brand by trademarking it. And after doing the Amplify DEI Summit, I wanted to, you know, do something special for myself, but also let other people know that this is my baby. This is my adult baby, but it's also uh, a way to let other people know that I am here to stay and that Amplify DEI is here to stay. And um, I trademark it. And what that costs, just by sharing that I trademark my business, the levels that people saw me grew while I'm still the same Vivian, it professionalized me in so many ways. People saw me different um, and also approached me in a different setting because they now see that I grew up. And you and you got like 20,000 views or something on that on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, true. Wow. True. A lot of reaction, Amazing. a lot of messages, <laughs> and uh, it scared me. It scared me. <laughs> it scared me because it took me a while to really realize what it means for me. But then again, you made me also, you confronted me with something that shocked me that if somebody would walk away with your baby, mm. how would you feel? I would be feeling miserable. So mm. the visibility part definitely helps. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it was a, a huge Maggie talks about breadcrumbing, but in this case, it was a huge bread as in, you know, the biggest bread, the biggest baguette ever (laughs) that I shared without realizing that it was a a huge breadcrumb and it created so many magical things. Yeah. But like, that's the thing, you know, you can call it visibility marketing. I don't care what you call it, but this whole showing up, it's all perception. Yeah. You're, you're crafting a perception of how you want people to see you. Obviously that can be like used for evil, mm-hmm. but it can also be used for good. And like, you know, no one knows the chaos inside your head. Exactly. Unless you tell them. Right. And if you want people to see you like, so Vivian's saying like, I want people to see me as a, more of an authority. Mm. Bum, here's my trademark. Yeah. Right. And that, <clears throat> that helped alter the perception people had mm. of what you were doing. How about you, Amanda? Um, I think so. What has worked for me? Do you mean or what? What, what, that, what was the what question they asked? Tell me the question. Oh. I was so intently listening to Vivian's answer. Okay. I, the I, was like, I had to double check my notes. Um, <laughs> no. So the, my question originally was: um, What benefits have you seen Benefit. as a result of moving past your comfort zone into visibility? Yeah. What I noticed is, you know. Um, there's that part of you that, you know, posts something or shares something and, and you kind of get crickets and you think, oh, it's not, it's no one's listening, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you've got, you get people booking in and things like this. So yeah. I think for me, um, the response doesn't always match how, how you're showing up immediately. And I think that that's one of the benefits I've gotten from showing up. And I know um, before the launch of my last mastermind, I had a very short period of time, family stuff had happened. I didn't have the experience in the lead up that I'd wanted to as happens, Um, but I'd done all my micro launch planning, which made it super easy to go, right, these are the bits of information I need to share and how I'm going to show up every day on social media for 10 days. And I got my minimum numbers for my mastermind. Now, there were some days I didn't feel like showing up. There were some mm-hmm. days I'm thinking no one's watching, 
but simply by doing that, had I not done that, I would have gone, no, I'm just going to postpone it. There's no way through my, you know, just through my email list or just from chucking a couple of posts up um, that it would have worked. So literally allowing myself to be uncomfortable and visible in that way meant I could run my workshop. So very short lead time and not the launch experience that I had been planning. So it was great. And also I can confirm what Amanda is sharing right now regarding showing up, keep showing up, even when you think that you're hearing crickets, even when you don't feel like it, because you never know who you might inspire with just that simple post. And I I do have to admit that even though um, the numbers from my mentoring circles are different, people approach me for something else, like speaking engagements or training or workshops. So also look at the side benefits that you're getting from showing up, from being visible, even though they don't book you or hire you for the product that you are promoting. There are so many other things that they are thinking about of hiring you for different reasons. This is that so- might be the thing that, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, I was going to say that might be the thing that leads them in six months' time to exactly. join the thing that you want them yeah. in. And I think that's the thing people forget too is that they think if no one buys this time that you failed as well. But I know myself, like I've been working with some of my clients over a period of eight to ten years and they will, you know, some of them might have been following me for two years before they yeah. jump in. You know, some of my programs are you know, succeed onto the others and things like that. But others, other times people just come and out of seemingly out of nowhere and they'll say to me, oh, I've been following you on Facebook. Exactly. I never, I never yeah. click like or comment, but yeah. I love your work. And I'm like, yeah. well, that would have been helpful three weeks ago when I was thinking, <laughs> I'm never going to, no one ever wants to, you know, I'm like what you said, Vivian, like nobody wants to listen to me. <laughs> I've been through those phases. Maggie knows that I've been through those phases. So having, you know, having the backup, also being in Maggie's mastermind, but also being in the the micro launch group itself, just having that support and knowing that you're not alone. Because when you're dealing with this process alone, it can be daunting. It can be mm-hmm. hard, and it can be you talking to these aunties that are sitting on your shoulder who are giving you advice that makes you not move forward and you want to move forward. At least I do. It's like your brain trying to protect you, right? Yeah. Like stay safe. I think you two like have hit on something so freaking important here. I feel like with social media, like how we use social media, Mm. we're kind of taught that the more likes we get on a post, the better we're doing. Yeah. Right. That's how you use social media. But when it comes to strategic marketing, when the intention is sales, like your revenue, business, profit, et cetera, that's not the full story. Like Vivian, we we had never had a conversation and you just like randomly joined my mastermind. Well, I was one of those for me. lurkers. For me, it was ah, random. I was had- one of those lurkers that I found it very <laughs> interesting what this woman was doing. And it took me like five months to really not not say trust you but it took me a while to really see that I need her I need her to move me forward but from my marketing perspective yeah it was random yeah we had there's no likes no engagement no messages no communication I saw your summit I was like oh this Vivian check she's doing cool things cool and suddenly I'm like oh Vivian just joined my mastermind awesome excited to work with her yeah, yeah, but she- then 
yeah. you know, you don't know the full story. And I had this as well, like um, in the recent, um, when I did a launch in January where I was promoting the Momentum Mastermind, I got booked out with one-on-one clients. Again, like what Vivian was saying, like because yeah. you're promoting one thing, you're getting a boost of visibility from the micro launch you're doing, from the launch that you're doing or thing you're promoting. Just doesn't mean that the success is going to be only how many of those things do I sell? You're going to get other opportunities. You're going to get other sales likely. And this like residual results is really important. It's it's not the full picture of just like how many likes do I get on the, my promo post? And yeah. a lot of people just don't engage. True. They're just waiting. Yeah, yeah. They're just waiting for the right moment. And I think that consistency is you know, something I know a lot of people struggle with and I definitely do struggle with it from time to time. But um, I think when I've changed my view to be just show up each day or each week, it's again taken the pressure off because I'm not thinking about the outcome. I'm just like, just let people see you, just let Mm -hmm. them see how you work, get a feel for if they like how you talk about things, if they resonate, you know, if you do have values that match because values is very important to me in the work that I do. Yep. Um, so I want people to know where I stand on all the things, um, and yeah, get a feel for if they would enjoy working with me. And then from, I think from that, you can kind of choose the clients that are a good fit. So then you can have conversations with people and and really, um, quickly, because they've sort of almost like self-selected in many cases, whether you're going to be a good, you know, a good fit to work together. So, Yeah, yeah, exactly. It takes time for people to trust you and like you and see how they, can become your future clients or I'm I'm fully aware of that and I'm even having conversations about you know doing my next uh, micro launch um, and somebody mentioned that they saw what I was doing they liked it but it wasn't the right time for them to mm-hmm. join now so yeah. that's also an answer as well mm. absolutely and what would you to say to someone who is in that still like still in that fully in that space of fear mm-hmm Right. Oh, I know I should be visible. I should put myself out there, like all the euphemisms you want to use, but they're not moving forward because they're scared. Yeah. I would say, depending on how long you're doing it, but if you have the means, if you have the budget to invest in support, uh, invest in the micro launch group, for instance, or invest in something else, do it. You won't regret it. And if you do, then there's something there that did not work because I don't regret it. I see it as support. I see it as me leveling up and also me saving time to investigate something that I don't have any expertise on. So invest in yourself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely agree. Um, With the work I do, I work a lot with energy and sort of underlying factors, so energy and mindset. So what I tend to find is if people are in that space of fear where they just cannot move and let's say they've hired a coach even or let's say they've got a process and they still can't do it, then usually there's something underneath, something that could be completely unrelated. Maybe it's from when they were five and their mother said you'll never amount to anything and they've got this big launch. They don't even remember that being said, but that sort of thing that sort of hooks us and then we kind of live out this this hidden story. So that's a lot of the work that I do. Um, and people are often surprised because they're like, I, I just thought it was because I didn't have a website and I was scared that people would think I'm crap because I haven't got a website. Actually, no. And and once you clear this stuff, like I had um, one lady I worked with is a perfect example. She'd had her website content for three years and we were doing the, she was in my last mastermind and we were doing all this self-care work and this self-inner work. And then 
within three weeks from this particular topic that we were on, she'd hired someone to do her website and her website was up. And she goes, I've been trying to do this for three years. I don't know what's just happened. And it was Mm. simply, there was just this underneath stuff on worthiness and feeling Mm -hmm. stuck and what have you. Um, So definitely that, but also, as Vivian said, investing in the support for the bits that you're not good at. So I know with me, when I worked with Maggie in the micro launch strategy stuff, strategy is not my wheelhouse and marketing is not my wheelhouse. Now, I was very lucky that my business is 10 years old, so I've kind of know most of the things, but I hadn't found a way to work in a way that worked for me. And one of the things I loved about the micro launch method is that Maggie, you talk about keeping things as simple as possible and working with what works for you. And that's how I work. That's my everyday. That's what I help people with is working with their energy. So I was like, oh, this makes total sense to me. (laughs) Doing what makes you feel good, like working with your energy on marketing. And it was just like, just, you know, bringing all the pieces together that over the past 10 years, I've probably been taught in a million different ways, but the way you presented it and spoke, you spoke my language of keeping things simple, keeping it aligned with who you are, and that was all that was all that I needed for that next especially, level. Especially now in this during this lockdown, keeping things simple and less complex is uh, is a magical it's a magical for me. Yeah. We already have enough shit going on. Exactly. Like why would you yeah. do that to yourself? And like the thing is more. most of like I love personally I love marketing. Like I generally enjoy creating content and writing and making videos and all that. But most of my clients do not feel this way. Mm -hmm. So if you know you have to do marketing because you have a certain business goal, revenue goal, profit goal, or just, you know, authority goal, whatever the thing is, the reason you run your business, you know, you need to get visible, do your marketing, show up. Why would you do it in a way that's not aligned to your strengths? Mm. Because we have it thrown down our throats through so many different areas. I'm I'm not sure if that was rhetorical, but I'm like, this is why. Because I used to think everyone else had the answer Mm -hmm. and I'd do it other people's way and it would feel awful. And so then I'd hide even more. You know, I think having that permission to say, if you don't like doing it that way, don't do it that way. What's the easiest way? Like having someone say to you, what what feels good to you? And then applying a strategy that fits you. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful and not what we're finding often, you know, is the sponsored posts on social media or is the inbox that's coming from that hardcore, this is, you know, this is my six-figure launch and this is the only way to do it, that sort of thing. It's very common or was especially because I sort of only moved online really in 2014 when I joined an online incubator and I was just like mind blown because I'd always done everything very organically in person. And just all of a sudden, all these people were telling me how to do it. And I was trying it. And then I was trying that. And then none of it felt good because it wasn't a lot. It wasn't you. Yeah. yeah. So I it think that's why, because yeah. people aren't given permission from the get-go, especially if they're moving into online for the first time, of how to combine doing things that feel good And also, of course, the stuff that feels like a stretch and feels uncomfortable, like we've already talked about. But I think, um, yeah, I think that's what I love now about what's happening in the world. And and with the micro-launch method, it really speaks to that. And people want that. We want what's easy and what feels good 
with a bit of stretch. <laughs> and also being you, when you are visible, it attracts a certain kind of audience, a certain kind of client that already, you know, know your pin code. As I say, we all have a certain pin code that we use for people to approach us. And the fact that they took the time to get to know us, but also know where we, what our values are, where we stand for and what makes us tick and why we are doing what we want to do to support this client that that helps that helps break the ice in so many ways yeah i think that's so important that's why i look for micro launch method is built as a framework and everything i do with strategy is built is a framework and then we mm -hmm. look at okay so here's framework wise here's the different points we have to hit strategically yeah. cool now let's align it to how you are able to show up if that's a, it's a stretch outside your comfort zone mm -hmm. that's okay yeah if it makes you want to you know curl up in a corner and cry mm -hmm. that's not really okay <laughs> no. I, i've been there i've like i've cried over blog posts because you know writing blog posts is just not my thing but i mm -hmm. thought it it should be because it's what everyone said and i realized the video and audio <laughs> is a thousand times easier for me to do oh yes yeah and mm -hmm. writing blog posts stru structured blog posts exactly oh yeah <laughs> get someone else to do that if you have to do it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right Vivian Amanda you've been absolutely amazing do you have any last um, parting words to share um, about daring to be visible as we wrap up I would say own your greatness own the challenge it's 2021 there are so many things happening around you so invest in yourself invest in something that will make you move forward instead of making you feel like you're still, you know, uh, running a maze and not knowing where you're going to end or not knowing where the exit is. Love that. Um, yeah, I would just say, even when it feels hard, just if your purpose is so big that you wake up every morning and mm. just want to dive into what you're doing, keep showing up, keep, you know, finding ways that feel easeful and aligned for you because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to get that legacy that you're leaving behind. And that's how you're going to impact all these people that are, you know, wanting to work with you, but just haven't seen you yet. <laughs> I love that. Thank you both so much for being here. I love this conversation. Thank you yeah. for Thanks allowing. so much for having us. Yes. <laughs> you really awesome. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Microlaunch Method, which is my flagship program on how to market and sell an offer, in three weeks or less in a really simple way that's aligned to your strengths, your goals, and your personality, head on over to maggiegila.com forward slash micro launch. <laughs>